Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Young Daniel Roberts is out on the road and... It's a long, long road, too, all the way down to Invercargill for the meeting at Southland tomorrow. Uh, Dan, uh, good afternoon. How far have you got? G'day, Rosso. Yeah, not far enough to be happy just yet. I'm only in Ashburton, so I'm only about half an hour down the track, but uh, still a long way to go. Disappointing, Daniel. We set you a target of Tamuka for before the first cross. Uh, what's happened there? <laughs> yeah. No, no, just a wee bit, uh, wee bit under the weather this morning. A bit of a big night last night, but um, so we're a wee bit behind schedule. But that's all right. Not to worry. We'll get there eventually. Dan, um, every time I think it's kind of been a quiet week in greyhound racing, then I go back and I look at the results, and then I've written written down like half a page of notes. In fact, I've written so many notes I can scarcely read them. But in actual fact, quite a few things happened during the week, and. So I thought we'd have a, a quick flick back. Of course, back last Sunday, we had the Cole team off to Monaco and they picked up six winners there, including Federal Infrared and Typhoon Tim. Tim's back there today uh, amongst 10 runners for the Cole. So um, they have got uh, another big day in store for them too, you would think. But on Monday, we talked last week about the features that have been put on to um, coincide with the uh, statutory holiday that we had to uh, commemorate the life of the Queen and no keeper Julia obliged to winning very comfortably again over the 732 metres. Yeah, he was unreal, wasn't he? I'm, I'm, I said to Gary, you should have left him in Aussie because oh, I just don't want to have to race him uh, in those 700 metre races. He's just he's becoming near on unbeatable. He was just super impressive in that 700 on Monday. Well, this is the thing. We don't want him to scare off the opposition because we need competition. We need those races, Dan. Um, look, he's had $270,000 in stakes now. Now, I know he's over 100000 behind Little Mother, but if he was to, to continue to race over the next 12 months the way he has been, then hundred k is within his grasp. I know he's getting older like the rest of us, but um, he still looks like he's in his prime. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a wee way away, but it's it's hard to see sort of anything uh, c- c- coming through the ranks that can sort of beat him at the moment. So, I mean, he's still got, he's still got he's still got plenty of time in his career, uh, plenty of racing left, and uh, he's still the top dog. So, I mean, it's it's pretty easy and imaginable to see him getting there. And Dan, we had uh, features taken out on the day by a Fahey pair of Opawa Dragon, Opawa Warrior. They were short price favourites, but they're, they're two greyhounds that um, we can really look forward to doing some pretty good things over the next 12 months. Yeah, definitely that Opawa Dragon. She's been uh, super so far, and we talked to Robin uh, a couple of months ago about her, and she's got a big season ahead of her, and uh, obviously Opawa Warrior was super as well. Yeah, and just terrific to see Warrior doing those things for uh, American Warrior as a sire. I'm going to be talking to the Studmaster very shortly on the show. Uh, Katie Wiley is going to join us. Got a whole lot of things to talk to, to Katie about. And uh, the 645-metre feature was taken out by uh, one from your team, well, Craig Roberts' team, uh, Naya Bale. Yeah, we're really happy with him. Um, I think he's got quite a bright future uh, over ground. He's, uh, he's uh, in again on... Tuesday, I believe, over six four five again, but he's, he's certainly up against it in that field. He's got to take on the likes of uh, Claus and Leo and Roger Bale, so we'll get a good line on, on, him, on him anyway. Yeah, we will. That'll be uh, a good race. Look out for that on Tuesday afternoon 
at uh, Addington. Um, on Tuesday, Dan, hey, got to write you up. Dispute or not, got the first of two maiden wins for the week. Uh, picked up another one on Friday, and I know that made you very, very happy. Yeah, I don't ask for too much, Rosso, but if there's one thing my dogs can do for me, it's uh, win two maidens. It's, it's all I ask for, and uh, yeah, he managed to do that, and quite impressive. He's He's quite brave, so uh, he, he managed to, just to knuckle down and knock a few out of the way to get to the front, um, which was good. So he's got a bit of a future ahead of him as well. And he's in on uh, sorry on Monday, tomorrow. He's down with you uh, on the way to uh, Escort Park in Vicargo, but we'll, we'll get to that team very shortly. Tuesday afternoon also saw another heart attack at uh, Addington with the Jack Hart team picking up four late in the day. Now, at the end of today's show, we're going to check in with Dylan Voice because he's heading to Invercargill too with... A swag of heart dogs, including a couple of dogs that have just been absolutely breathtaking. Uh, Big Daddy and Postman Pat. Well, we've only seen Postman Pat once. Uh, Dan, we got to see Big Daddy again the other day. So far, two wins, 17-15 and 17-09. It's a bit frightening. Yeah, it's uh, it's not ideal for me having to drive all the way to Invercargill to take on dogs of that calibre, is it? But uh, they are very impressive. The hearts have certainly got a good team of uh, young dogs coming up. Yeah, look, it is greyhound racing though, Dan, so you're always a chance. You've got to be in. Uh, things can happen. And we have had some short price favourites beaten during the week. Uh, Wednesday, uh, you might recall last week, of course, we, we chatted to uh, to Jamie Pruden, and uh, Jamie had got his first winner with uh, Sophie Whitaker in partnership at the Friday meeting at Palmerston North. Well, they lined up two on Wednesday, Dan. Thrilling Hallie again, one. Thrilling Rush first up, one. They're now three from three, and they've got Thrilling Halley in again today at Monaco as a short price favourite. Yeah, they're so, certainly uh, following in their mentor's footsteps and, and, and the great Karen Walsh in terms of strike rate. So three from three, they, they might be vying for the for the strike rate uh, at the end of the year at the awards if they keep this, this roll up. Well, exactly right. Uh, they've got four dogs at the moment, and of course you need to have uh, 50 starters in total to qualify for that uh, UDR, and that's exactly what Sammy Phillips did last year, exactly 50 starters, and she narrowly took it over uh, Karen Walsh. We'll talk strike rates again in a moment or two as well, but uh, AJ Christensen got a couple there on Wednesday as well at the Manawatu, and we're going to have AJ on the show at about half past the hour. He's got three runners in at uh, Monaco today. On Thursday, uh, Riley Evans, well, his run just continues. Uh, he's sitting third on the Premiership, young Riley Dan, and he picked up four winners on Thursday. And if you're going to win four races during the week, might as well be Thursday when you've got the top-end stakes. Yeah, certainly. To be fair, we could have had him on over three or four weeks in a row. The team's done that good. Um, they're certainly riding a wave at the moment, and hopefully it continues with them. And year four on a Thursday night, no mean feat. Mm. A couple there for, in fact, three uh, for Craig Roberts' team. And, and I want to talk about a couple, uh, Dan, because they ran time. Carlos Chul showed us what he can do. Man, he's amazing when he gets it right. 29 and 94, he jumped, for goodness sake. Yeah, I, I still don't know if I've woken up from that dream. Uh, surely he couldn't have <laughs> led, a, especially a C5 race. Uh, but, yeah, well, I knew that race was over as soon as he uh, got to the front. And he, I mean, he's gone sub thirty before, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't too surprising that he, he ran such a good time. But uh, yeah, I, was, I just about fell over when I seen him leading. Well, I know Andy McCook did. I think you could hear his forehead hitting the glass window there in the commentary box when uh, Carlos took over there with a lap to run. Um, and um, and Lee, of course, Carlos is in on uh, tomorrow as well at Ascot. He doesn't have a great record down there. Um, and uh, Levi, Levi Bale, seventeen flat. 
Yeah, uh, he made amends for the week before. He sort of just muffed the start a wee bit. But he's a, he's a serious dog, and uh, he's got some, he's got some, some real absolute pace on him. And the, the 295 suits him well. He, he is a pretty reliable, but I mean, he got things wrong last week, but he certainly made amends this week. And I think he's a, I think he could be a real Galaxy contender this year. Mm, no, indeed, Galaxy just around the corner. Yes, we're in October. We're uh, not too far away from heats of the Galaxy and New Zealand Cup. Uh, Cambridge Thursday, AJ Christensen picked up a win there with You Know Me Now. Got balloted out today. I tell you what, with the lack of dogs around at the moment due to kennel cough and a few other things, um, yeah, you're a bit unlucky if you get balloted out, especially with a dog that won on Thursday, but that's happened with You Know Me Now today. Uh, Friday, of course, we're back at Addington, and uh, we've talked about Crafty Cleave and his young guns coming through. They're starting to come out in force now, Dan, and uh, a 30-22 maiden winner, no poise, uh, and Gary bagging the Quinella with no expense, which was the dog that he threw out for us to follow a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we've been talking about the Crafty Cleave domination starting, and, and I think we might just be stepping into that ground now. She was very impressive winning that maiden. She, she got things wrong the week before, I think, but, you know, they're just learning these young dogs and uh, they've certainly got a bright future and, he, and he's got a few more to, to let loose yet, I think, as well. Mm. Uh, right, Evan's got another three there on the card. Uh, one of the funniest things I saw during the week, I think, um, Dan, and look, I know exactly why this happened, but uh, Kildy's Whiskey of, of John McInerney's won as a $2.40 favourite uh, on, it was Monday or Tuesday, and then on Friday, won again and paid $35 from box seven. <laughs> oh, sometimes you just scratch your head at these bookmakers, don't you? Maybe, maybe we should get a job there, Robbo. <laughs> no, well, that was the tote. So uh, I'll tell you what. No, it was a funny thing with Kildy's Whiskey just going from box one and out to box number seven. And, and the field just looked a whole lot harder. But very rare uh, in racing that you'll see that occur with dog winning back-to-back races in a week. One is $2.40 and one at $35. Also, uh, Friday, Palmerston North, big-time stunner beat Allegro Mars, and would you believe it, Dan Roberts, Federal Infrared ran third. That's her worst result in 17 New Zealand starts. Oh, gee, that's, that's poor, isn't it? No, that's, she's been super since she's come over here, and uh, 17 starts, that's, that's, not, that's not bad going for, for her worst result to be a third, but uh, no, yeah, Big time Sunday was pretty impressive. Um, can't not fit her in for it, though. I'm sure she'll bounce, bounce back in weeks to come. Yeah, she's been a bit slow out in a couple of her races recently at Cambridge. She had to sort of weave her way through. Um, Stunner's a heck of a dog, you know. Um, he's come back from a, uh, a wrist fracture. and I, I didn't think he was great the week before. I thought he was really good two weeks prior. Um, he did get a bit of jostling, uh, to be fair, sick of the last start, but I, he didn't seem to be going anywhere at the time. But he, he's just got such a good finish. He powered away. And uh, when he's 100%, he's... Um, very, very good. And of course, we're building up to a premier meeting at Palmerston North on Friday. We're lacking in numbers. We had seven races Friday. We've got eight coming up on Wednesday. We will have a few visitors in town, but not as many uh, as we hoped, I would think, because um, a power superstar who the Fahis were hoping to have ready for the heats of the 30k race this week, well, unfortunately, he's not going to quite make it. Just looking at the uh, trainers' premiership, uh, Cole 148, uh, John McInerney tipped over the 100 during the week, 101, Riley Evans 61, Fahey 52, and I mention them because their strike rate's an unbelievable point, 4953, 
and Jack Hart's strike rate not bad either, 0.4274 with 43 wins. And incidentally, Jason Dunn's sitting second in the strike rate table between Fahey and Hart. So before we let you go, Dan, uh, race five, number two tomorrow, Verdon Bale. You're up against the good dog of your father's, though, Siddiqui Bale, who's also in your car there. Yeah, Verdon, he, he hit box one on Thursday, and I was seriously disappointed with the run, but... Um I've sort of changed changed a few things for tomorrow, so we'll see how he goes. But Siddiqui Bale, she was she was super impressive, and uh, she'll she'll thrive on the 390, and she's gone some real good races down in Cargill, so I think she'll be hard to beat. Indeed, right. I want to talk to you about race six, number two, Tigalong Panda. First up for you in New Zealand's been racing at Wagga. Uh, how long have you had him? Uh, it's appropriate that he draws the black and white because he's black and white, given his name is Tigalong Panda. What can we expect? He is up against Big Daddy, of course. Yeah, so I've had him about six or seven weeks now. Um, he hasn't really shown too much in his trials, but I gave him a trial on Friday, and he, and he really sort of um, jumped out of the ground, so to speak. He obviously against Big Daddy, so he's up against it, but he might give him something to think about early on. Uh, I think he'll see out the 457 rough enough. Obviously, it's in a Rigi, so it's for the dogs that haven't won a middle distance race, but... Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say he's just going to go out there and win, but he, I'd say he's a good place, chance. Very good. We'll be taking notes there. And uh, race 10, of course, uh, dispute or not, number four. Well, you're up against Postman Pat uh, there, but dispute or not comes off the back of, of two maiden wins. And uh, he's been down to Ascot Park uh, before as well. He chased home Donald's Choice, who's a pretty fair animal. Yeah, I was really happy with his debut run down there. A nice, nice, tidy second. So he's seen the track now. So you'd imagine he can only improve off his, off his last run down there. Um, I don't think he's, I don't think he's quite up to Postman Pat's level. And uh, I know that that dog did trial very good during the week. Um, so I think he's probably running for second. Uh, well, uh, look. Um... Yeah, it looks like <laughs> you might be up for three seconds. Uh, perhaps you can bring some winners back for you from your dad's team. Quintessa Bale looks a pretty good chance uh, amongst others down there. He's got a couple of zippings in that'll be worth following too. And, of course, Siddiqui Bale as well. Hey, Dan, thanks for your time. We've got to move on. You've got to move on too, mate. All the best. Yeah, thanks, Rosso. Cheers. Enjoy the show, mate. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.